0: I think we're a lot better team this year. We have a lot more pitching. We have very good bats, one through nine, and then even guys that aren't even in the lineup. We have like, they're contributing when they need to. We have a lot of talent that I think can make a deep playoff run this year.
1: Welcome to episode 230 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's been another eventful week in Alberta's baseball scene, and among a few of the highlights, Eric Sabrowski has made his much-anticipated debut in the Cleveland Guardian system with the AA Akron Rubber Ducks. He's made three relief appearances so far, going four innings, allowing just one hit, no runs, four walks, and seven strikeouts. Vintage Zabrowski indeed. Dogs Academy and Tokes Dogs product, Matt Wilkinson, made his debut with the Cape Cod League's Chatham Anglers and was in typical tugboat fashion dynamite. Throwing five innings of no-hit ball out of the bullpen to get the team the win, more than a few people think he might just be getting a phone call when the MLB draft happens in just a few weeks. And on the WCBL front, the power rankings are back with the Tokes Dogs on top. They sport a 10 and 3 record, with Moose John Miller Express sitting in second at 9 and 3, and Sylvan Lake taking up the number three spot with an 8 and 5 record. But don't look now as both Lethbridge and Regina are nipping at their heels as they both now have eight wins on the season as well. On the stats front, Moose. Jaws Dawson Tweet still leads the batting average charge at 4.74, while Eric Ratachak of Brooks has taken the lead in both home runs with 4 and RBI with 15. On the mound, how about Sylvan Lake's Ty Boudreau? He's 2-0 in three starts with 16 strikeouts, and get this... An ERA of zero. A goose egg. Fantastic stuff. We're hoping to get him on the show soon. On to our guests for this week. We'll start things off with Medicine Hat head coach Mark Goodman. The Mavericks are hovering around that 500 mark right now. Sitting in third in the East Division at 7-8. and eight. Goodman, who has a lengthy and decorated coaching history, believes consistency will be the key if the Mavs want to have a lengthy playoff run this summer. Coach, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. Well, first off... Welcome to Medicine Hat and welcome to the WCBL. How have you found the first few weeks here?
2: Oh, I've loved it. It's a great experience. We've had some good road trips and got to see some nice yards. So, so far, so good.
1: What was it about the opportunity in Medicine Hat that got you slapping together a resume and saying, hey, let's go north?
2: Uh, It was just a whim off the uh, ABC website. I saw the posting and thought I'd give it a shot. Um, I had... Previously, coached the last three years in Colorado and won the league every year. So I needed a new challenge and thought, what's better than this?
1: Absolutely. What was it about this kind of challenge, or even going across the border? What was it that really stood out to you as far as uh, an opportunity perspective?
2: I mean, I thought this seems. Uh, everybody I talked to said nothing but great things about the Canadian league up here, and um the Mavericks have a good program and a good front office, and it seems like a good spot to be. So. You know, I did my research and it was, uh, why not, more or less, but, you know, you got an opportunity like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Coming in, did you have a mindset or an identity that you wanted your team to build? Or is that something that you kind of have to build during the summer as the season goes on because you have so many moving parts and so many new faces to come uh, come along for the ride?
2: Uh, I mean, I have my core, you know, my core basic fundamentals and philosophies that they have to stick to, which everybody should. But other than that, it's like, you know, you get what cards you're dealt and you play the best hands with them. um, I never try to make these guys into something they're not. So as long as they get together and become one as soon as possible, that's what the best part about it is.
1: So walk us through that then from your core principle perspective. What kinds of things do you expect out of your team on a day-to-day basis for those who haven't been able to check out a Mavs game yet?
2: I mean, the biggest thing with me is uh, situational hitting. And uh, for pitchers-wise, it's not walking, guys. Uh, Right now, we can't seem to buy into that, and it's really hurting us. But uh, back at school, where I coach at, that's our number one thing. And we've been in the top five in the country the last two seasons for it. And it's kept us you know, getting to the conference tournament every year because of that. So I try to bring that with me um, to summer ball to help these guys just to go back and be better players at school. Not necessarily if we win a championship here or not, but if they go back and become a starter – we're an all-region, all-American. I did a pretty good job.
1: Mm-hmm. When you look up and down that roster right now, what do you see? What kind of identity do you see developing out of this core group?
2: I mean, we're fighters. We always fight. You know, we've had some uh, late-inning games, close ones. We walked one off at home. We don't give up. We're scrappy. You know, we're not the team that's going to sit back and have seven bombs a game or, you know, wait for that three-run bomb. But, you know, we're, we're scrappy, we're running, we're putting base hits together. And as soon as we stop walking, guys, our pitching staff is going to be pretty dangerous. Mm.
1: What kinds of expectations do you have of this group as a whole? Or do you kind of whittle it down to, as you mentioned earlier, sort of that individual perspective where you want to make sure that each player is getting better as the season progresses?
2: I mean, both of that and at the end of the day, we got to win games too. So, you know, it's are, are we being able to just catch the ball, throw the ball, feel the ball, hit the ball? You know, if we can do just those things, then we'll be fine. Our biggest part right now is we're just beating ourselves. Nobody's really beating us. We're giving up ground ball errors when we don't need to that cause four run innings. We're walking two guys and then giving up a double. So once we stop shooting ourselves in the foot, we'll be 100% fine. And, that, and that's just what I'm trying to get them to do. The less mistakes during your college
1: season, the better as well. We were kind of joking off air a little bit about uh, the challenges of the schedule so far for the Medicine Hat Mavericks. There's been a lot of road games in the first couple of weeks here. How challenging has that been or has it been a bit of an opportunity maybe for uh, the team to get to know each other and gel a little bit so that when they are at home for the latter half of the season, it kind of proves to be a, a good thing because everybody's kind of galvanized and rowing in the same direction.
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Our last trip to Weyburn, Regina was, you know, we got two wins out of it and then a rainout. So it was a really good trip. The boys really got to know each other. And there's nothing to really do in Weyburn, but hang out with the boys. So um, that was a great one. Obviously, this last trip where we went to uh, Fort Mac and back was a little different. You know, we had you know, 10 hours up there. Uh, we left the hotel, get to the field at six, don't even get to hit, um, Game's at 7, you know, we play it, we don't do our well, our best, and then we're back on the bus for another five hours. That's something those guys have never experienced. So that's a little tough part of the road trip, but it's good for them. If they really want to play pro ball, that's what it's like.
1: Mm-hmm. you're no stranger to that summer college season how tough is it to get all these players together they've got all the different backgrounds all the different experiences and get them going in that same direction because it's it's not a long season but it's not a short season either so you don't have a lot of time but you have a little bit of time
2: you know it really starts with those uh pre-game meal or those preseason meals as soon as we get her hanging out having practice having meals letting them know who my, my true colors are and Our assistants' true colors are and and showing them that we actually care. And, you know, it kind of just builds from there. Once kids know that you're actually there for them and there to help them, they usually give you a little bit more. So at the end of the day, it's about them. It's never about me.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. You've probably heard that this is Medicine Hat's 20th season in the WCBL. What does it mean to you to be a part of that and maybe build upon the legacy that this team has?
2: Oh, I'm I'm super proud of the, the opportunity I'm getting here to do this. Especially with the 20th season, it's awesome. And I hope that, you know, we can make it a better season than last year and, and, you know, at least try to get to 500 or higher and and do the best we can for this town because it's a great crowd. It's a great home base. And and we love to give them a show and, and give them their money's worth because this is obviously one of the best towns in the world.
1: Speaking of legacy, you've had quite the run in your playing and coaching career. When you look back on it to this point, any favorite memories or moments where you had to go, I can't believe I'm doing this, man?
2: I uh, sitting on that bus uh, back home last night kind of made me think about it after losing 19-3. to 3. Um, But, you know, other than that, it's memories these guys are going to make forever just kind of makes my day knowing that uh, I have more guys talking to me through, through summer ball teams than I do college teams because it's just a different atmosphere, different you know, experience and things that they'll never forget. So it's tough being away from my family and my kids, but, you know, these are like my summer boys. So
1: mm-hmm. I love it. How cool is it to have that kind of impact over the course of your career, being able to to build those relationships and also be able to, you know, catch up with players and, and, you know, maybe even owners or community members, that kind of thing, and be able to, to wax nostalgic a little bit every so often.
2: Well, it's just awesome to see them grow and see where their future goes, whether it's on or off the field. And, you know, I've had a few that have made it to the show and we've had a few that, you know, haven't. And, it's just awesome to see them grow. You know, I've always been in coaching or education, so it's just something that I, you know, is part of my passion. And it's great, you know, you always go to some town. Baseball makes the world small, and you're always seeing some team. I just, uh, Regina's pitching coach, I just met him the other day, found out we lived a mile and a half away from each other. So, you know, it's just crazy things, you know, now we're up in Canada together. So, Um, it's just crazy the story that you have and the experiences through these summers.
1: No kidding. Conversely, what have been some of the biggest challenges or hurdles you've had to overcome over the course of your career?
2: Uh, I think uh, some of it was uh, when I had a few years of bouncing around from school to school as a coach. Uh, The instability of knowing that you're going to be there and build something was tough for me, but now I've got a home in mind, and I love it there, and it's helped me grow as a coach, I think, uh, beyond more strides than anywhere else. So I think that's probably the biggest one.
1: Very cool. Well, final question for you here, Coach, and we'll let you get back to it. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
2: Oh, it's awesome. It's a game of life. Uh, you can do things exactly the way you think it's going to work out. It doesn't. Uh, you can throw the right pitch and still get hit. Like, it's not fair, you know, but it is life. And there's it, so many experiences out there that if you can get through a game of baseball and, and not lose it in your head, you'll be 100% fine in life. And that's why I try to tell these boys when they're turning into men.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Coach, we'll really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so
1: much. Next up is Lethbridge Bulls infielder Caleb Haney. He's having himself a solid start to the season, hitting .333 with 5 RBI and 4 stolen bases through the first 13 games. The Vauxhall Academy of Baseball product had a great first season at the University of Mary this spring, hitting .288 with 2 homers, 20 RBI, and 5 stolen bases in 47 games. Caleb, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anytime.
1: Off to a solid start with the Bulls again this season. How are you enjoying being back at Smith Stadium?
0: It's been good, yeah. We've had crowd support so far. It's been nice to obviously live at home and meet a lot of the new guys that are in Lethbridge here playing for the Bulls.
1: This is your hometown team after all. What's it like getting the suit up at a stadium that you probably spent a lot of time at as a kid?
0: Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, I idled a lot of the guys that when I was growing up going to Bulls games, and now that I'm the idol for a lot of the young fans... In Lethbridge, it's been nice to just sign balls for the kids, get to meet some of the uh, parents of the kids, and then also see a lot of friends and family at the game.
1: Speaking of the Bulls of yesteryear, did you have a favorite player when you were growing up?
0: Uh, yes, I did. Uh, Mike Coe. He was one of my uncle's best uh, best friends, and I, he was my favorite, ki- my favorite player when I was growing up.
1: Very cool. On the flip side of that, and I've asked a few guys this, how weird is it to get that first autograph request, one, and two? Have you been able to perfect being able to sign a baseball?
0: Uh, No, baseballs are definitely (laughs) harder to sign than just a piece of paper. But yeah, obviously, you sign four or five balls or hats, whatever it is, so you get used to it, but yeah, it's been good.
1: What's been key to your success so far this season?
0: I think just seeing pitches up hitting the fastball. I uh, don't try to do too much, obviously. There's guys behind me that will drive me in if I get on base.
1: When you look at this roster, though, what do you see in terms of the potential?
0: I, I think we're a lot better team this year. We have a lot more pitching. We have very good bats, one through nine, and then even guys that aren't even in the lineup. We have like they're contributing when they need to. So it's been good. yeah, um, we have a lot of talent that I think we can I think we can make a deep playoff run this year.
1: Well, and you've had quite the adventurous three seasons so far, and that's part of the reason why I ask that question is you've seen both extremes, right? You went from winning a WCBL championship in your first year, missing the playoffs last year. How do you use both of those polar extreme experiences to shape your approach for this season?
0: Well, yeah, obviously I've been on both sides. I've seen a winning team, and then I've seen a team that didn't win many ball games. So it's been, it's hard, it's just that experience with some of the, because there's a lot of guys that were on that Wick Bowl championship team, and, was, and then they played last year with me. So we all kind of have, like, experience on both sides of the equation, and it's been nice, so now we kind of can take it and got to win more games, and some of the new guys that aren't haven't played in the Wick Bowl before, it's a good like, every team can win on any different night, so, yeah, it's been good.
1: As one of the veterans on the team, what's been your main message, especially for those who maybe haven't gone through a summer here yet?
0: I would say just enjoy it. Like you don't, not many of these guys will ever come back to Canada. Like some of, like some of them are from California. Like mm-hmm. they're never going to come back to Canada after playing for the Bulls. So you just got to enjoy it and have fun and just enjoy baseball. Like it's, we're just playing a kids' game, right?
1: On the flip side of that, and you probably experienced this at you, Mary, is it? kind of fun to be the host to a certain extent for a lot of these kids who haven't been to Canada before there, you know, this might be their second or third time through and you get to be sort of the host, the billet, the, you know, guide them around town kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's nice. It's like, you know, all the spots that people hang out, you know, where to go for, uh, to grab a bite, to, to grab a bite to eat. So it's nice to just have guys, Hey, do you want to go work out? Hey, do you want to go grab some wings or whatever it may be?
1: And, I mean, you're a Lethbridge kid through and through, right? So you know a lot of those spots a lot better than maybe some of the other guys do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because a lot, a lot of the guys went to Vauxhall, so they know Lethbridge and know whatever. Like, they know the surrounding areas. So they've been to Lethbridge. They know some spots. But just me, I've been I've lived in Lethbridge pretty much a whole life. And I know where to go for anything, really.
1: Speaking of the Lethbridge side of things, how cool is it to, to have been able to see your journey involved in so many different levels of the game in that same community. I mean, when you, you think about, you know, your little league days all the way through and you played Elks, you played all these, and now you're at the, the top of the top when it comes to ball in Lethbridge with the Bulls.
0: Yeah, it's it's obviously, it's because it's, it's, it's cool, right? Like, pretty much a lot of the guys I've played with my whole life, like I've played since I was 11 years old with, and it's been nice to build those relationships like there's still some of my bestest friends mm-hmm. that I played with when I played ball with them at 11. So yeah, it's been nice and it's now really cool that I'm played like I've gone through every program, played for American Legion and now I'm playing for the Bulls again.
1: Mhm. You're coming off a pretty solid spring at UMary. You hit 289, a couple of homers, 20 RBI in 47 games, but when you look back on it, how would you rate your performance?
0: Yeah, I think it was pretty good. It was my res- with my Redshirt freshman year. I it was I was still kind of a young guy on the team and playing with a lot of older guys just because with COVID, everyone kind of got a year of extra, extra year of eligibility. So it was good. It was, I got, I learned a lot of uh, things from the older guys, which was nice. Just the, the everyday grind of playing college baseball.
1: Mm -hmm. What was the biggest challenge or hurdle that you had to overcome in sort of adapting to that, that new spot and, and being in a new town and being in a new country and all those different pieces?
0: I would just say just relaxing. Like for me, it was like I was so uptight when the season first started. I struggled. I wasn't. I was striking out. I was making an error. Like it was just difficult. Like it was. It's the same game that we've played our whole lives. It's just you're on a bigger stage, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. So looking back on it, now looking forward, how what do you have to do to be an even bigger presence next spring at Mary?
0: I just take a bigger leadership role, I guess. Like as I'm going in my third year of university. A lot of there's now a lot of the older guys are kind of graduating. I got to kind of step up for some of the freshmen that are they're going to be in the same scenario I was, like uptight, nervous. Like you just got to kind of relax. And I, I'm excited for the year to get going, though, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Looking back as well, you mentioned Vauxhall earlier. What did that program mean to you, both as a ball player and also as a human being?
0: It means everything. Like honestly, they uh, like I wouldn't be the ball player I am today without going to Vauxhall. I, the friendships I, I made there are, will forever last in my like life. And yeah, like the, living in the dorms is something that I will forever cherish. The memories I've made at Vauxhall is for sure something that I will cherish forever.
1: Very cool. A few rapid fire questions here as we wrap things up. First off, what's your favorite walk-up tune?
0: Uh, right now, I'm rocking. Uh, let's get it started, or get it started by Pink.
1: Oh wow! Like going back into the throwbacks. There, well done. Uh, favorite ballpark food?
0: Oh, I gotta go hot dog.
1: Hot dog, and what are, what toppings do you have on that hot dog?
0: Uh, usually a chili cheese dog.
1: Okay, all right. Do you throw any condiments on top of that, or nah? Uh
0: sometimes ketchup.
1: All right. Speaking of, is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: Oh uh, no.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: Uh, I wouldn't. It has its own name, so it wouldn't <laughs> classify as a sandwich.
1: Fair enough. Uh, on your typical off day, where will most people find you?
0: Um, I'd say on the golf course.
1: Which segues into my next question. If I wasn't playing baseball, I would be fill in the blank. Golfer. Finally, favorite baseball memory?
0: Uh, I would say winning the Wickels championship in 2021
1: how different was that year thinking looking back on it? I mean, we've been through quite a bit over the last few years here with COVID and that, how, w- when you look back on it, how do you remember that whole run that whole summer?
0: Uh, I would say just like the guys, a lot of those guys were like, cause it was only, it was a Canadian only league. So a lot of the guys were local. So I kind of knew a lot of them. So that was nice. And got to play with like guys that were three years older than me. So I got to learn a lot of experiences from them too. Like, ty penner for instance he was three years older than me and he really like kind of took me under his wing and it was nice
1: mm-hmm. i was going to mention that as well is talk a little bit about some of those influential characters i mean you think about some of the the people that have gone through you look at uh, damiano and, and adam macko both doing really well with the blue jays uh, system right now but ty penner signing last year th- those kinds of talk about some of those influential characters in in your life whether it be with Vauxhall or anywhere else
0: uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, when I was in – I went to Vauxhall in grade 10, and uh, Liam Volcano was mm-hmm. – he was at Vox, he was grade 12. He He—he uh, was a middle infielder. and He taught me a lot of things when I was there. He uh, really, like, helped me and helped me turn to, like, the infielder I kind of am now. And then when I was that summer with Bulls, Ty Penner was – he was a, he's a great guy, and he helped us – a lot of us uh, younger guys really kind of turn into the ball players we are, like, helped, uh, helped us – relax, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Well, final question for you here before we let you go. It's one we ask everyone, what does the game of baseball mean to you?
0: Uh, it me—it means a lot. Uh, it's just like, we're, it's honestly, if I wouldn't be playing baseball right now, I don't know what I'd be doing. Like, it means a lot. I've, the memories, the it's a lot of the memories, right? Like, everything that we've done pretty much our whole lives, it's been baseball and I've been to a lot of places because of baseball i've seen a lot of the world because of baseball so it's been good
1: fantastic stuff well caleb congrats on all the success you've had at this point continued success with the bulls and beyond and thanks again so much for joining us here on the podcast
0: yeah thank you very much for having me
1: and finally, Connor Croson has seen it all in Okotoks, one of the first to go through every Dogs Academy team. He was a guest on the podcast in early 2021 when he announced he was committing to Bossier Parish Community College. Since then, the hard-hitting infielder had two solid years with the Cavaliers, including being named to the all-conference team this past spring. He's also into his third season with the WCBL Dogs, sitting second in the league right now with a .462 batting average to go along with seven RBI. Connor, welcome back to the
3: podcast. Uh, thanks for having
1: me. After a very successful couple of years with the Dogs, you're back for more and off to a great start, obviously. As we record this, you're hitting 462 with seven RBI through the first eight games. What's been working for you so far? Uh,
3: just been trying to swing in that first pitch, see what I get, and see the ball deep and hit it the other way. Uh, I was rolling over the first few games, and then I was just like, we just made an adjustment, honestly, the whole group, and we were just being more selective and it paid off the last two games of our road trip there.
1: Talk a little bit about that approach at the plate. It seems as though there's there's a couple of different minds at play. Like You see some who are like, you gotta be super aggressive, go for the first pitch because it might be the best pitch you got. And then others are like, hey, wait for it, like work account, that kind of thing. Where's your mindset as it stands right now? Uh,
3: I'm a huge. The first two is for you and then the last one, you just battle your butt off and try and get on base, try and put the ball in play and move a runner over. That's really how I've grown up, like hitting. And that's, I think that's everyone's approach where we got a few guys on the team that get the ball out of the yard. So obviously they're taking more hacks. But I think it just all works as a team and we've been proving it a little bit this year.
1: Mm-hmm. You mentioned that the team's off to a flying start, number one in the rankings thus far. What's the vibe in the clubhouse right now?
3: Oh, we're always having a good time. This is one of the best groups. I think the best group this year and last year I've ever played with. We are always having fun, and we play the game like kids, and I think at every level, the team that plays like kids is gonna go far into the playoffs or league or whatever, and I think we have a good shot this year at doing the same thing, because we just have fun, enjoy it, and we all gel together, and all the new guys coming in are awesome, so I'm really excited for this year.
1: You were part of that championship team last year. When you look at that team versus this team, do you see anything different? Are they built kind of the same, just happen to be a year older and a year wiser, or maybe what is it that makes you think you can win it all again?
3: Uh, I think last year was the closest team that's ever come through here. We Every single day we were doing stuff together on the bus trips, like we would nonstop chatting on the bus, and it was just, it was, one of, it was the best year of my life, baseball-wise, it was awesome.
1: Mm. Is there a difference in the room when you've got Big Bear in there versus Lou Pote, or is Lou kind of saying, "You know what? Let's just do what worked really well for us last year."
3: It ain't broke, don't fix it. We're just gonna keep it rolling. Uh, Both great baseball minds. uh, I've been coached by Lou before, and it was awesome. He knows everything. He's done everything. He, the stories he tells are unbelievable, and I love Schmitty too. Great guy. Huge like team morale guy. Like getting fired up and
1: both both will work I'll tell you that you're a dog's OG having been with the academy through all the different teams likely dreaming of that day where you'd be stepping foot on the WCBL field what's it been like being able to realize that dream and be able to to stand in front of a packed house like you've been able to do the last few years every single time I hear
3: my name called up on the field I get the butterflies so that's I just it's a surreal feeling. It's awesome. I have playing in front of the fans. And with my best friends I've grown up playing with my whole life, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a dream. It's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. Last time you and I chatted was back in February of 2021. It was two years ago. It feels like an eon ago. Uh, you had yeah. just signed your commitment to Bossier Parish. Now we're talking about you heading out of Bossier Parish. Looking back on it, Benefit of 2020 Hindsight, what did that program mean to you?
3: It gave me a chance to play every single day and keep living my dreams. So I'm more than thankful for everyone over there, all the coaches, all the teammates. And I made new friendships over there, which was what I really go into there for, to meet new people. And then we all get to play beside each other in the game we all love. So I think it was a great experience for me, and I wouldn't change a thing.
1: You also got to do that with a few familiar faces as well, guys that were from Alberta, from the Dogs how did that help you in being able to kind of acclimatize to the college life?
3: Uh, it was, I I'm, I was really grateful for that, having Justin Breen and Alejandro later came on after he left Crowder and then the next year we had Hank and Kobe Levins. They were my roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are my roommates and I was more than happy to have that because you have someone that's close to you and then you go out and do stuff and then you meet all the new guys and everyone gets close and it just, Chemistry was through the roof because of that for me, and we just had a lot of good, a lot of good group of guys for both those years.
1: So it was, it was a pleasure. We were talking off air about how the playoffs ended a little more prematurely than you obviously wanted, but from a personal standpoint, it's hard to argue with the fact that you had a pretty good last year over there. All conference team member, what did that recognition mean to you?
3: Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I. I just was every day showing up to the ballpark, wanting to get better, and uh, just that competition down there, like all the schools, yada yada yada, was really competitive. And I just I loved every like every at bat. I'm going up there with that competitive attitude. I'm going to beat you, and everyone was like that. So it just it was it was really cool seeing that baseball play every single day.
1: And you're getting to continue the journey as well. You're heading to the University of Montevallo. What was it about that program that made you think that that's going to be the next right fit?
3: Uh, the coaches—they—they they were very about team bonding and like like that team culture, and that's, I think that's that's what's a winning program. And they were obviously first in the conference, which that's pretty enticing. So I just think that the team culture—that's a huge part for me.
1: So, looking ahead, I know you've still got a, a summer season to worry about and that, but are you? Do you have your eyes set on things you want to improve on, or things that you've got to make sure that you're you're hitting the ground running kind of thing as you head into the first year there?
3: Uh, just stay active in the weight room. Keep uh, getting, trying to get bigger faster, uh, and then just getting my at bats in defensively too, so that I'm ready and well kept for the ball in Montebello, and then I got to earn spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of the dogs When you headed into this summer Outside of obvious, the obvious Which is winning a championship Did you have any personal goals Or things that you wanted to accomplish uh, By the time the summer's out? Uh, championship
3: and playing in that All-Star game Would be pretty darn cool That would be sweet Last year was a good vibe Seeing Ricky, Alejandro, uh, Luther, Geeky All those guys in there That was That was pretty sweet
1: Clearly, uh, you're off to a good start with that batting average. I think that might get you a few votes just on its own. Uh, to wrap things up here, Connor, we're going to do a few rapid fire for you. And here we go. First off, your favorite ballpark food?
3: Nachos.
1: Now, I've asked this of others when they've said nachos. Tell me about the fixings. What do you got on top of those nachos? We
3: got that warm queso, maybe some, some meat like steak or bacon. Probably bacon because ballpark ain't that fancy, but that's that's all I'm talking
1: about. Cheese, cheese and chips. No, uh, no hot peppers or anything crazy like that.
3: Maybe i make some No, I'm not a huge spice guy. I I, I I can't handle spice. I can't.
1: Fair enough. Your favorite baseball movie? Moneyball. Why Moneyball? It's just a great story. It just come out from being that one, and then putting a little analytics
3: in it. I'm a huge, I like analytics. I like looking at that stuff, and it just works. And. It's just a very good movie. I like Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt. They're, they're good
1: actors, too. On the analytics front, do you find yourself focusing in on your own analytics at all? Uh, I would say no, for the most part. Like, I'll check in, like, halfway and see what, we're doing. what do we need to fix and stuff? Like, if my on-base percentage is if
3: I'm swinging at bad pitches or whatever, and that's how I feel, then I'll look at it. But mostly for fantasy baseball, I'm, like, looking at my
1: guys. So. <laughs> Who's your, your go-to fantasy baseball guy? Uh, show me on Tommy. They need
3: to fix his point system though, but he's the goat. He's, he does everything. He's, he's the goat. If
1: you got to take him as a pitcher or a batter, who? which one are you going for?
3: Pitcher, he is nasty. He does frisbees.
1: That's fair. Uh, on the bus, not to out a teammate, who snores the loudest? Uh, Matt Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a symphony back there. It is, he's allowed to... Uh, <laughs> and but, you're allowed to out him, too, because he's playing somewhere else now, right? <laughs> yeah, he's in the Cape
3: Cod, dominating, doing this thing, and when you're, when you're that good, I so can out you out
1: on Star. That's fair. How cool was it to see his first outing there? Oh, wow. all,
3: all the boys were watching the whole game. We, yeah, I, was, I was really excited for him. Good competition over there, and he did his thing, absolutely dominated, so I think it's going to be exciting for him. This coming up in July here, I think he's going to get
1: a phone call. Absolutely. Uh, A couple more for you. Your favorite walk-up tune of choice?
3: Wow. Um, I'd say Give Me Everything by Pitbull, my walk-up this summer. I think it gets the crowd going a little bit, and uh, I love feeling the vibes.
1: Very cool. And finally, who is your hero?
3: Uh, I'd say my father. Honestly, my mom and my dad, they've done so much for me. Uh, They've worked their butt off their whole life, trying to put me through dog school, everything, and they've just been unbelievable. They just have great story. just like they didn't come up wealthy or whatever, and then they just worked their butt off their whole life. And it's just, they're, they're two great people.
1: Absolutely. Well, here's the final one for you. And I know you answered this the first time we chatted, but I'm curious how your answer has changed over the last two and a half years. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
3: game of baseball uh if, honestly it's just like my go away place from every. like if something's like say something goes wrong or something like that I just go to baseball and like just everything vanishes like I get to see all the boys and then after that we go hang out like it just takes me away from everything and my like it's just like, as soon as you step over those lines, you're just in baseball, and I've loved it my whole life, so it's just a happy place, I'd say, a happy place. Mm-hmm.
1: For the record, the last time you answered, you said, the game of baseball is the passion and love of my life. I've been doing it since I was a little kid, and I've been dreaming about <laughs> baseball my whole life. I have, uh, have to get past this point. Hopefully COVID will leave and we'll be ready to go. Obviously, COVID did leave. We're ready to go. You're obviously ready to go. You're, you've proven yeah. that. Connor, congrats on all your success to this point. Continued success in Okotoks and beyond. And thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Mark Goodman, Caleb Haney, and Connor Croson for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review on your app of choice as those actions help spread the word about ADS. We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been so generous in helping us tell the game stories in our province. For more on our teammates, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.